Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hootie hoo! <laughs> Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest where in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, our identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for thought. Have your cake and eat us too. <laughs> I'm Tommy Pico, indigenous American poet, editor, and despite all my rage, I'm still just a thought in a cage. <laughs> I'm so Fran, good. I'm a writer, editor, and I don't date men named Seth anymore. Mm. It's just, it's just, I'm sorry, just hard now. I'm gonna it. play this clip it's at your real. wedding to a man named <laughs> Seth. To Seth Rogen. Oh my god. <laughs> the Sethest um, of all Seths. <laughs> the most Seth human being of all time. I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, bottom in the sheets, and bottom in the streets. <laughs> and my preferred pronoun is ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I'm Dennis Norris II. I'm a reader, writer, a former figure skater, and aspiring Titus Burgess, complete with my own brand of Petite Syrah. I hate you. <laughs> oh my god. Bottom shelf. Um, do you get it? Do you get it? Oh. Do you get it? Do you get it? Since we're cracking Always. open that wine, Fran, why don't you tell us what we got on the menu this week? Absolutely. Okay, so this week, we the thoughts go to infinity and beyond <laughs> um, with a game called Sex Toy or Spacecraft. You can't uh, wait, can it's, you? It's exactly what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> I tell an impure thought story that's like not so much an impure thought story as it is like a rejected Renee Zellweger movie. <laughs> um, and uh, this week, the thoughts discuss that tension between your career and your love life. And I promise you, Joe and I did not kill each other after this Almost. podcast. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess remains to be seen. And um, it's not over yet. <laughs> um. For dessert, we talk about our favorite motherfucking people in the whole motherfucking entire Ooh. world. It's like, we're not going to tell you. We're you not going to tell you down. yet. Wait till Just the end, Wait bitches. till the end, yeah. <laughs> Take it away. Wait for it. Mmm, nom 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 thoughts. It's time for our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Boosh. And to amuse our booshes this week... Joe O, the science O, got a little game for us. I do. We're going to talk about two of my favorite things. One of them is science, and the other one is butt stuff, you guys. <laughs> so in this game, um, our producer Alex and I put together a document that has the names of either sex toys or spacecrafts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so almost all of the spacecrafts are actual spacecrafts, wow. and all of the sex toys are actual sex toys. So we're going to go in the order of oh. Fran, Teebs, and Dennis, okay. and just vote for each little thing, sex okay. toy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or spacecraft. You ready? We're going to start off early. We're going to get a little more difficult. Okay. All right. Um, Enterprise. Um, that's a spacecraft. Mm. Tommy thinks it's a spacecraft. Yeah. That's my first thought was rental car agency, but that's a spacecraft. It's, it is. It is both a spacecraft and a rental car agency, Dennis. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You so get the game. The giant John. I'm really mad that I go. I'm going first. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say spacecraft. Oh, the giant John is definitely a sex toy. Yeah. That's got to be a sex toy. It is. So I actually looked up what all the sex toys are, uh, oh, and I've used did. most of the types of things. No, you haven't. <laughs> uh, Shocking it, no The one. Giant John is a, it's the large size E-Stim butt plug. X-Large. It is not oh, just a clever I name. thought it would be too obvious, and then it was a trick. No, right the there are tricks coming up, okay. but that is not one most of them. Most of them are named Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Voyager 1 and 2. Uh, those are spacecrafts. Definitely spacecrafts. That's like a famous spacecraft, I think. Wrong. 
No. It's both. Oh, and fuck you. What? with the numbers as well, y'all. It is oh, obviously. There's a Voyager God. sequel, like a dildo. A vibrating cock ring. Where is as it? A matter oh, of fact. my God. So wait, what, is, Voyager, what is Voyager 1? Where does it go? Um, Voyager 1. They're Boldly both... where no sex toy has gone before? <laughs> <laughs> to Houston, the clitoris. We have problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, Voyagers wanted to the space probes, and they were indeed space probes. Um, we're investigating <laughs> Venus and Uranus, I think, respectively. That's one small I'm probe for man. Throwing this one wine giant in- probe for thought kind. Game over. Wine is going in all of your motherfucking faces. <laughs> um, I'm done. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, I can leave now. So, <laughs> the next one, uh, and I'm going to give a little etymology on this one, is Selene, which is the Greek goddess of the moon. I just Spacecraft immediately thought of the, toy. the fashion brand. Um, is it like a designer sex toy? Okay. Done by Celine. Sex that would be toy. great. Worn oh, by Joan Didion. Joan Didion when is, was in a Celine ad. <laughs> Oh my God, oh my God. The best Celine ever. Patent pending. Joan Didion brand sex toys. <laughs> by Celine. By Celine. By Celine. Teams. I want to say it's like a sex toy and that plays my heart will go on. Oh when it my God. <laughs> okay. Um, Dennis. And I'm just going to go ahead and go with Spacecraft. So, Celine is a Japanese lunar orbiter launched in 2007. Uh, so, it's a, it's a lunar spacecraft. Oh, it's, it was actually kind of hard to find things that were only one or the other because there are a shit ton of spacecrafts and a shit ton of sex toys, it turns <laughs> out. Um, and this was a trick question because there is a sex toy called the Luna and Celine. Mm, and that is allowing lovers to share pleasures, uh, the pleasures of excitement while holding their sensations in the palm of their hand. It's an electric vibrator that one person remotely controls for the other. Oh! oh. I, have, I have always wanted to... I saw an event. ad for a porn that had that recently. Uh-huh. Yeah. As a uh-huh. Taurus, I would hate that. <laughs> Unless I was the one in control. I was say, exactly. You oh, yeah. exactly. Love to be handling the remote. Um, the next one is called the Hector Helix S. Uh, Spacecraft I- or... Sex toy. Helix X. Um, I'm gonna say sex toy. Okay. I'm gonna say that's a trick question, and it's actually a printer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dennis, I am gonna go. I like. I need that to be a sex toy. Like, I want that sex toy. Um, so it is a sex toy, and you do actually, Dennis, want the sex toy. <laughs> it is. It is an. It is an extra large mm. metal butt plug, and metal sex toys, as the oh! sluts at the table know, are nice because you can heat them and cool them to get different sensation. Oh, so this Fran, is. Why are you making that face? Don't you got one? Because I just want my sex toys oh, lukewarm, room temperature, lukewarm like a normal. Pr- <laughs> I need God, mine refrigerated yeah. like wine, like at a cool, the perfect degree, exactly fifty-three like degrees. All of my. All of my dildos in a nice little um, refrigerator like a mini cooler <laughs> filled with dildos like a, like you you want your sex toys like you want your lighting like at the golden hour yeah, <laughs> the yeah, golden. yeah, yeah there's yeah, a yeah, david yeah. sedaris story where he's trying to make friends with this person and he goes into their house and it's a mobile home full of dildos but fran would have his in a nice like wine fridge yeah, yeah. A nice wine yeah. Fridge. um very so moderate temperature it's into the, the dildo cellar yeah. into the the nice thing about the butt plug and i actually would be curious to try this so if you're the maker of the hector helix s uh send a shout out to the email okay it, yeah. it has, i like it and, and please it, send it us free samples it has a helix at the bottom of the butt plug so like once you've gone past the widest point of the butt plugs it screws (gasps) oh i want to i I so want to try you effectively become like inspector gadget what the fuck does that exactly and i think it twists out probably too Mm. maybe it helps getting it out industrial Uh, age i'm not for um, it next up the dragon uh i think it's both i would say the dragon is a sex toy Okay. I'm I'm gonna go with sex toy on that one. It is only a spacecraft. Oh, and my oh, God. trick question. Bad Dragon is a brand of sex toys, and Dragon Dildos is a brand of dildos, obviously, but there is no dragon sex toy. Wow. Is there and, is, is it shaped like a dragon? Why is it called a yeah, dragon? Does it roar? It, it, it's a SpaceX spaceship. <laughs> it's it's a, a, you can, fire. You can blame capitalism okay. because it's a SpaceX ship. For because deliveries of, of loads to satellites. So Delivering it's a, loads. It's a, okay. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, if, a, if, if it can't deliver a load, what good is it? What about the, the Parker Probe Plus? Um, I really hope that's a sex toy. Uh, you know, the Parker Probe Plus. The Parker mm-hmm. Probe Plus. Plus. Yeah. The Parker <laughs> Probe. One more time. If you say it three more times in a mirror, <laughs> it appears. In my ass. <laughs> it's just, it's it's just a sex there. toy. It's a sex toy. 
I I need that to be a sex toy, and You're I need all... it to be pa- where I need it to be wearing like plaid and like boat shoes. Wow, Parker! Parker. Oh, I get Parker. it. I get it. Because yeah. <laughs> it sounds like someone who went um, to like an Ivy League school and, and it, their parents have gave them a trust fund. You're My, all, yeah. you're all 100 percent. Look at his sweater set. What? It is a spacecraft. <laughs> no, it's not. It was a spacecraft, I believe, that was designed to sweep the closest to the sun of any spacecraft at that time. It has wow. yet to be launched. It's launched in 2018, so it, its mm. whole mission is to examine the sun. It, it has to be fortified against heat. I guess, but like, why Parker then? <laughs> I don't know. Probably was designed by because someone wearing loves- boat. Shoes. To row, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. and it got a B plus, and like it's math final this year. <laughs> it tried oh study. Aren't you proud? So of I'm so hard. proud of Parker and Parker um, sweater set and the little. I mean, whatever. I think it's called Parker because like it's obviously like a white man, and so it yeah. can like withstand insane amounts of heat. What you mean, engineering and spacecraft is like dominated by white men? Uh-huh. No, I can't imagine. Can you? Um, the Hydromax X30. Um, that's a sex toy. It's a very cheap sex toy. Dennis? Oh, I... Yeah, I agree with Tommy. It's a cheap sex toy. Well, it is a sex toy. It's actually very expensive. What? Um, It is a penis pump for use specifically underwater. Tell us the name again. Um, Hydromax X30. Uh, My favorite was in the description. It says it comes with its own cleaning sponge, carrying case, and comfort insert pad. Shit. That's (laughs) nicer than most of the expensive things that I own. (laughs) Yeah. My laptop doesn't even come with that stuff. (laughs) Cleaning sponge. That's Um, like spring um, break for nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Pathfinder. That's a France jet. I, I'm going to say that's a trick question. I think it's both. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think the Pathfinder sex toy is like a Jaws of Life, but for your ass. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. Yeah. A speculum. Oh, my God. Dennis? Um, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say spaceship. Well, it's both. It, it's the, Mars, the Mars rover is called the Pathfinder, that little um, thing that rolls around the surface of Mars. But it's also a brand of black plastic butt plugs. Of various sizes. Mm. Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. It helps you find your path. Pathfinder. That was to their bottomhood. Yeah, that um, was their that was their tagline. We have we have uh two left, three left. Um Vigor two. Um, I, I'm gonna say um wow, this is hard. The Vigor two. Um I'm gonna say spaceship. Okay. Teams is gonna say spaceship as well. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like it's the instruction manual that Parker comes with. Oh my god! <laughs> but you're talking about oh the guy, god. right? <laughs> the, guy. the guy or the toy? Because <laughs> um, he needs it. He needs a little help. But I'm going to go ahead and say sex toy. It is a sex toy. It is a cock and ball tie with e stim. Woo! So it's one of those things for um, for it. cock and ball torture. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. actually getting a little breath over here. <laughs> Honestly, me too. <laughs> I'm fine. Over here. Um, Joe, where are your poppers? <laughs> what about, okay, two left, Zeus. Uh, that is a sex toy. Well, no, 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 it's both. Okay. Zeus has got to be both. I, okay. It has to be both. So I was, does, it, does, it, does it shock you? Does it shock your butt? I, th- this is the thing. So I was. Tra- it was so hard to find things that weren't both. Zeus is only a sex toy. No. It's wow. called the electric sex torpedo. It does shock your butt. Oh, no. thank <laughs> It does. Yeah. It so- shocks your butt. And there, there was a Zeus space plan. But there was never a Zeus spacecraft. Okay, what a missed opportunity. Uh, Great yeah. mythology nerds everywhere. Goodness, goodness, goodness. <laughs> Last one. One of my, actually my f- pure favorite, the rendezvous. Okay. <laughs> Alex in the corner just cracked up. Um, that is both. I think the rendezvous was a double-headed dildo. Okay. Wow, you just yeah, you nailed it. You named the specific one. Wow. Um I, I'm just going to go ahead and say sex toy. So it is indeed both. And my favorite part is that both parts of it are so great. Uh, it's called the Rendezvous. The, the sex toy is called the Rendezvous Pure Romance. It is a mm-hmm. vibrator. Um, it's a cock ring that is designed as a vibrator to stimulate the clit, wow. which are great if you've ever used them. Um, but my favorite thing is that the spacecraft rendezvous uh, is a near-Earth spacecraft that orbits the asteroid Eros, which is the Greek god of sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. So it just draws wow. everything together there at the oh end. God. Thank wow. you guys so much for playing. That was, a great that game. was super oh, fun. Oh, my goodness. It's harder than you would think. Also, like as Dennis said, if you 
own or work for a sex toy company, like send us stuff. Like I, I'm yeah. on so many lists. Send I have so samples. many prostate I'm massagers. sitting they with a butt plug in right now. <laughs> I'm wearing, I'm, I have, yeah. yeah absolutely. Three out of four thoughts are wearing butt plugs in their butts right now. Jesus, mercifully without. It's everyone but Tommy. <laughs> Tommy actually has two in. <laughs> Trick question. Oh. For our next segment, we're going to do an impure thought spelled T-H-O-T with none other than Fran. All right, guys. So I know Halloween is over, but I have a horror story for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just for context, extremely hot Australian ballet dancer. I got very hard. And he is as tall as me. Okay. And maybe Ooh, actually, I got very hard. Maybe, <laughs> maybe actually an inch taller. Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> and not just like like a dancer that's like, I'm a dancer. It's like he was like a core member of like a major ballet company in New York City. Okay. What did his abs look like? Um, You know what? Actually, my favorite thing about him is that he wasn't shredded. Oh. Like he had a very nice body and amazing thighs. Yeah, this and, like, team, real, I don't like that shit neither. That's just yeah. too intimidating. I don't, I don't like, like guys who are shredded. It's nice they have a little softness. Joe and I part there and, yes. um, um, and among other things. And everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but he was amazing and beautiful and very charming and... Um, and how old? Um, that's not important. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Um, so I had I'd been on the fence about this guy, and you see, I found him very hot, but also um, very. We were in very different life stages. Like we had extremely different interests. That's a very diplomatic way of saying that uh, guy was a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, tr- my translation. Thank you. Is um, it like hot and dumb a particular status symbol? Isn't that like something nice to have on your arm? I don't know if it's a status symbol as it is just a deficiency. Um, <laughs> But I yeah. found I like almost exclusively. I almost date. stood up for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally speechless. <laughs> I almost exclusively date hot dummies, um, <laughs> and, and he was one of them. And I, I, I really enjoyed my time with him. To be honest, he was a really nice guy. It ended in a really horrible fight, um, but that's not this story. It's not the story okay. I'm going to tell you guys tonight. Um, so um, I, I found him very charming, and um, we we had gone on like a handful of dates. We were starting to flirt. We were starting to like have sleepovers. Like mm. he had introduced me to his friends, which I like didn't love. But, hey, but I, I was hate just, it. I hate meeting friends. I, love I it never so much. Joe loves it. that shit. Of course Teams you do. Joe wants to meet the family on date one point five. It's like, can we Skype your mom like thirty minutes into the first Whenever date? Whenever they're like, <laughs> it's like your favorite movie, Dan in real life. Like. <laughs> Whenever they're like, let's meet, let's hang out with my friends, I do that. My face turns into that Joan Didion meme where I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, put the Joan Didion meme in the show notes if you're not familiar. Very important. It's so good. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, and so um, he texted me, and y'all are going to cringe because you know me really well. He texted me a day or two before, and he said, please make plans for me at eight, like eight. PM like on the on this night like we have to go blah blah so two days in advance he's trying to throw something into my schedule and <laughs> if you no, everyone they're no, all everyone no, everyone just like their no. anus is just clenched up in this room because they know that I hate last minute rearrangements of my schedule um, I can't believe you did it TBH I can't either well yeah. here's the thing I said I inquired I was like what do you what are we doing what what do you suggest we might potentially be doing um, and he was like. I can't tell you, but oh, it's going to be. Oh, but and a surprise! I no, know exactly. Is, no, all of all signs point to no, 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 no. But he is hot and has an Australian ballot, an Australian accent. So I said yes. Um, <laughs> and he's like I, six four, right? And he's like six four. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. getting taller and taller throughout the story. Um, he, um, I'm okay. I have to say, I push uh, back a meeting for this. Or rather, I left a meeting early. Wow. To go wow. meet this guy in this mystery Damn date. Friend. Is this so love? Stakes are, is it love? Um, and so I'm thinking like romantic dinner. I'm thinking a show, opera, he ballet. Maybe I had told him like a bunch of times I wanted to see Swan Lake. Still have not seen Swan Lake. Oh, yeah. I was like, I maybe he's taking me. I was like thinking all these things. I was like, 
this is going to be super romantic. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be fun and not myself in this very moment. Um, Lean into my Virgo and outside of my Taurus. Um, And so I feel like... Which is a battle won. I mean, like, to get you to do that. Right, man. Which is a huge deal. And like, you're capable of that is great. Yeah, kudos to you for doing that. First of all, thank you guys. However it ended up, the fact that you did that for this person means you can do that. That's what you can take away. See, you won't say that when you figure out how how this ended up. Okay, so (laughs) I take a cab there. I'm late. Um, and he had told me, be there right at this time. It's really important that you're not late. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I was late because I was leaving a meeting. It was an important meeting too. Yeah. Um, and so I came there 10 minutes late and I, I had to push a little buzzer apartment thing in the middle of like Midtown. And I was like, where the oh. fuck is this? Am a sex I? Party? Oh. No. Is this a sex party? Is oh. it a sex party? <laughs> is it I've a been sex to party? party. <laughs> is it a sex party? I walk up, take it to the fifth floor, and I is enter. Is this a sex party? I enter what I bl- what I figure out quickly is an escape the room, <gasps> an anti sex party <laughs> for those of you oh for those oh of you who do My not penis know just retracted. No. I'm never having sex again. What an escape the room is an escape the room is a recreational activity that people do and pay money for to be locked inside rooms that have puzzles puzzles tons and tons of puzzles in them and you have to unlock puzzle after puzzle after puzzle until you are able to actually literally escape the room you're locked inside the room until you can figure out how to get it out all the rooms are themed they're like they're like you know mansion rooms and like cave rooms and like they all have like these elaborate stories that you're supposed to give into somebody described this to me i was like is this a metaphor yeah I wish it were. I mean, my ex used to always suggest that we do one, and I was just always like, no, right. no, no, okay. no, no. And so you know how at the beginning of a theme park, there's like a video where like a woman who's like, please do this, this, and this. Don't do this. Keep yeah. your hands inside hands at all inside. times. Yeah, Here yeah. are all the rules. Don't kill yourself. Well, but like going through all the rules. So this woman who was in charge of this escape the room realizes that I'm late and I'm with this the party of this guy. And she gives me what is 15 to 20 minutes of rules in about one and a half minutes. And she's like, and you do this, this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like rattling off these different things. She's like, you can't she's like touch somebody this. at an auction. She's like, don't shake anything. Don't detach anything. Don't pull any wires. Um, like, be careful if you need a panic button. And clicked and telling me all these different things. And like, at a certain point, I was like, I was like, stop, don't. I, 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 and she's like, you're not going to do it. I'm like, I'm not going to participate. In this. <laughs> this is so and she's stressful. Like, I know. Well, I this just, so I flat stressful. out, I was just like, you can stop telling me the rules. I'm literally not um, going to do that. I, I, I have an important question. Were all his friends also dancers? Well, wait, 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 oh. Joseph. Wait, 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 Joseph. Because she I, opens, a wait a question. second. She opens up the vault. Oh, God. And they've escaped the wait, room. No, 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 no. She opens up the vault to let me in. The theme of this room is sinking submarine no. and the submarine is sinking and there are tentacles wrapping around no. the submarine and there's like an eh, 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 and the <laughs> lights are flashing and inside this room are seven to eight drunk white ballet dancers oh God, no. all nope, of them no. abort abort no. most of them abort. straight women and all of them no. are running around the room pulling wires <gasps> Unlocking puzzles like pulling hatches and like this is touching things in the room Bell before at sex. random. Are there, at are random. there windows in this room? There are no windows in this room. See, I don't, I don't fuck with this, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 I don't fuck have with you this. ever been yeah. locked inside of a room with a bunch of drunk white ballet dancers trying to figure out a series of increasingly difficult puzzles? <laughs> because is this a metaphor? It, this is <laughs> actually hell. This okay, is hell. So I get in. And maybe within everyone's running around and out and oh my god, I am. This is the new no exit. That's what it is. <laughs> this is get out. Can't so uh, the guy's like, oh good to see you, blah blah, we kiss, and like he's kind of like also helping solve the puzzles, and like I'm seeing him this in this weird state with all of his stupid friends. Um, <laughs> and the room is solved. Like, within five minutes. And I was oh. like, oh, my God. Wow. So anticlimactic. That was amazing. Like, okay, now we can just get over. Um, they solve the room, and the door opens up to another room. Because they picked the most <laughs> difficult escape the room in, like, this whole escape the room, like, mm-hmm. series. Oh, no. And I had to spend another additional hour mm-hmm. with these ballet dancers to help escape this is, wait, the room. This is the least yeah. impure. This is just... I'm just... No, but this is, like... 
inane and immoral. Immoral. It is, <laughs> it is yeah. one thousand percent abuse. All like the emotional, sex, psychological abuse. All the sex we talk about is great, and this is just like, yeah. oh, I'm cringing. I yeah, this know. is anti-sex. This yeah. is anti-sex. Yeah. I know. I'm just like really. It is truly the impure. It is truly. Did you it ever sleep impure. with him after this? Escape the room. Of course he did. I really did. I definitely. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> like, he had to make it up to you. Well, come on. You would think, but I don't. I feel like he might have read that I. Well, okay, he definitely read that I was just like not there for it. I think because at the end of the night, after everything, he like texts me. He's like, mm, certainly friends are lean, blah blah. And I was like, you participated in this. You, you brought oh. me to this, and then it's afterwards, like, it's, it's a Nuremberg not, trial. Yeah. you're gonna have a Nuremberg trial. Not, this did, like, not <laughs> only did you bring me to this, but we went to a mediocre Italian restaurant afterward. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> and it was overpriced, and I was so pissed. And you also, everyone paid thirty dollars. Oh my god! People pay oh my thirty dollars to how do we, this activity. How I would pay. I would pay thirty dollars to not, not escape. Yeah, absolutely. The room. Yeah. Like that's bonkers. Why well, pay thirty dollars to escape the room when I can have an escape the room inside the psychoses of my anxiety disorder? <laughs> Every day of my life. Like, isn't that magic? This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury. Because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care. And even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 20 years ago, you fell in love with the Gilmore Girls for 154 episodes and four movies. On the I Am All In podcast, Scott Patterson, a.k.a. Luke Danes, everyone's favorite grouchy diner owner, takes us down memory lane. Tune in to the I Am All In podcast to relive the Gilmore Girls saga one episode at a time. We'll share stories. We'll share the memories. I've got a million stories to tell, especially about Sean Gunn and Milo Ventimiglia and a lot of other people, too. Scott will take you back. Back to Stars Hollow, Luke's Diner, Dosie's Market, Miss Patty's, even Mrs. Kim's Antique Shop. I know you guys have been binge-watching it through COVID and, you know, for 21 years and generations and families and mothers and daughters, and let's watch it together. If you can smell snow, if Paris isn't just a city in France, and Friday night dinner is a requirement, you won't want to miss this. Listen to the I Am All In podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so we so, are definitely going to be sponsored by Escape the Room. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's a brand. I think anyone. That's the other the yeah, other shady so, thing about it. Yeah. Is like anyone can make can an Escape the Room. Like anyone who gets like the leasing on whatever like unit they're renting out can yeah, just yeah. like construct. This oh yeah, this is definitely set like the setting of the yeah. next Saw movie. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> God, it is. It's oh. it's a lot like that. But I think something that I was trying to work through because like I think we we went back. I remember getting really drunk and sucking his dick. And then he <laughs> fell asleep. What? Ooh. And I remember spending the the time between that moment and then falling asleep, thinking about like what 
bro- like, why do people do this thing? <laughs> like, I was like, I still was so escape the room. Escape the room. <laughs> also sucking dick. But I was literally yeah. thinking, I was like, why do people do this? Oh, but my also, man. here's the thing, though. Like, why are you gonna surprise me with something that I have to do with your shitty ass friends? That's what I was and pay. $30 for, and I don't know, like, I would be pissed if someone, like, basically made me pay $30 for something that I, like, if they just asked me, I would be like, I don't want to do this. I have no interest. Go without me. Have fun. Well, like, it's... When you're dating, that's a deal breaker. When someone gives you a gift that's the opposite of what you would want. That's just, like, a sign that, oh, this person doesn't... I don't know if it's a deal breaker, and, but yeah, it's definitely, it's like, a, a tell It's, like, it's like, this person doesn't actually know who I am <laughs> but it's what also, I would like. But there's a difference, too, between, like, giving someone an object that you wouldn't want, and, like, you can either decide to keep it or not or like whatever and actually taking up someone's time with an experience that they would never want to me like that's much worse here's so Teeb's take uh, here's Teeb's take I sometimes I'll have people who don't know what to get me but know that I'm like I have a quirky sense of humor and so they'll get me like a weird cat calendar or something and it's like oh, yeah. I wouldn't actually want that thank you so much for that but it's like I think what he probably thought was like oh Fran's smart yeah. And they yeah, can yeah, figure yeah. things sure. out. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. and like let's do this activity where we're like having to figure something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I'm sure that's Which I guess is, no, I don't no. think that was. Or he was just a dummy, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the other thing I will say about people who fall asleep while you're giving them a blowjob. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck you, fuck you, crazy Carl. Because then that night he also sneezed into my hair. Just, oh my God. Just and to I stay home by just, myself. Just to save his reputation, he didn't fall asleep during the blowjob. It was just like right, right after. after. Which is just, fine. Just he really was a, a really nice guy. Um, he was really charming and, and funny. We just like, we're, we're both Tauruses. Um, and so oh. it ended in a really horrible fight. Um, Which is a story uh, I'd love to get another time. Yeah. So, Thank you guys like, for hearing me. Baby. Welcome back. This is Tommy T. Spico, and today, for the meat of our conversation, the thought process spelled T-H-O-T, we're talking about that busy corner at the intersection of career and relationship. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I'm at the pathway of a few competing narratives in my life. Hmm. One being this, like... You know what I mean? Like, mogul-ass, boss-ass, bitch, Beyonce, be on your grind and work all the time narrative that's like, sleep when you're dead, work is life, live your dreams. Which, I don't know if that's like a New York thing, or like a generational thing, or like an American thing, or the result of like, imperial white supremacist patriarchal binding of poverty with idleness when really it's a deeply flawed economic system based on slavery and genocide that allows certain people to acquire inhuman amounts of generational wealth, NBD. But it feels AKA like late capitalism. But Terrible. sometimes it feels like a place of like pathological ambition. Yeah, you know, mm, yes, yes, yes. like inescapable. Mm. And I, but I also feel this other pathological pull to place the priority of my energy and the and and like the pursuit of my life towards romantic love. Right, despite the fact that. I don't want kids, and I get family from my network of queer weirdos, and Word. I don't want to get married. I don't want anybody else in my house. Thank you very much, Fran, for sending me that Whoopi Goldberg quote. Yes. <laughs> but the, the, the underlying feeling is that like, if I don't have a man, I'm somehow incomplete. And it seems like every story has a love story. Every song is a love song that love conquers all, love wins, all you need is love. And to the point where like, when my first book came out, I was in this new relationship, and I had a friend congratulate me. On having a boyfriend. (laughs) Not even having a book. I just threw up a little. And, I mean, I manage these pathologies differently. Um, But with with work, I'm going to throw this to y'all in a second, but sometimes with work, I feel like that is a pursuit that I have more control over, which is why I throw myself into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, with coupling and romances, there's, like, you know, there's a a degree of timeliness to it, and there's a degree of openness and, like, I don't know. wild cards. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, do you feel compelled by these forces, and do they, are they in conflict for you? Careers versus love. Yeah. Fran? I think this question really comes down to whether or not in the movie The Devil Wears Prada you are Team Anne Hathaway or Team Anne Hathaway's friends. <laughs> I think that's oh. really what it comes down to. Well, uh-huh. explain well, that to the group. If, explain us. If, if you are somehow, yeah, have never seen this movie, which means you're probably straight. Definitely. <laughs> but even straight people have seen it. Um, yeah, there is a crux in this it. film in which Anne Hathaway, um, who plays Miranda Priestley's assistant, who's like the Anna Winter character in a very established magazine, is like being 
it's like doing her job and yes succumb to like a monster she's an assistant to a monster and has a really hard job and her friends are trying to get her out of it yeah kind of and trying to tell her that her boss is bullshit and they're being supportive but at the same time they spend a lot of time making her feel bad about having the job or or do they yeah. make her or do they hold her accountable for not being a very good friend sounds like your oh, team oh, Anne Hathaway's friends oh, even, which is but even Anne Hathaway is team Anne Hathaway's friends no, at the end of the movie see, oh my god no I don't give a I fuck don't I don't even interpret incorrect. it that way. That's an incorrect answer because her mm-hmm. brands are a bunch of fucking hopping, puffing, emotionally unintelligent, like <laughs> blowhards with no jobs. I thought like, you were going to say Huffington like, Post reading. <laughs> same. They're same, also Huffington honestly. Post readers. Like they, they literally make her feel so yep. bad at having a, about a job. There's a scene in the movie where like she's like trying to take a call from her boss and they take her cell phone from her and throw it around the table. It's friendship okay. over. That that friendship over. over. Friend, but I'm, don't you? Th- okay. I'm going to ask you to personalize this. I yeah. think it's really easy to talk about this in metaphor or through pop culture. What does it mean for you? I was trying to give everyone okay. soft. I was trying to like soften everyone up a little oh, bit before God, we no, went right like, into, you just right go in. right into the Pisces. <laughs> right into the ass. Um, I mean, it feels very personal. Um, because Not only because I work in the magazine industry and it's a really um, fucking difficult industry to work in, yeah. um, media in general, but I am a workhorse. And I am, for all intents and purposes, in a relationship with my job. And when I have um, romantic partners currently, I feel like I'm cheating on my job. You know, I'm I'm gonna agree with that to a certain extent. I will say that my day started at 6 a.m. We wrapped this up at 11 o'clock tonight. I have been on the go ever since. And that's what most of my days are like. This life is not for the faint of heart. However, I do think it's dangerous. It can be problematic. Mm, Not even that. (sighs) I would question equating a romantic partner with your job. Yeah. Because I do the same thing, but like, I think it's because I don't know. Because, okay, so with a job, you know, it's, it, it kind of relies on other people, but you're still only in a relationship with yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you're with, yeah. and, 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 and other forms of int- intimacy means you have to be with other people. And I think yes. I err on the side of work because I'm actually really scared of being with somebody. Yeah. Well, I don't, I because think, yeah. there's something, like, okay, and I'm going to get real with everybody here for, like, a second. I'll go back to being, like, jokey dumb teams. But, like, I think there's probably a thing that I don't really like about myself, and I'm mm-hmm. afraid of somebody else seeing that. Like, deeply afraid of them, Relas- and they're afraid that when they see that, they're not going to like me anymore. Relationships are a mirror yeah. in a way that a job can never be. You have relationships, but not just romantic relationships. Deep friendships and family relationships make you reckon with shit. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. one reason I think that people, as you said in the doc teams, bury themselves as work in work is a way to not reckon with the things that they don't like about themselves or the things that they don't like to even see in themselves or to even admit that are in themselves. But it's also a way for you to like, I think in in its best possible sense, it's a way for you to assert your power. Yes. And to grow your power too. And I'm not, I'm not really in a place to like fundamentally disagree with you, Joe, because I haven't been in like a, a bunch of relationships. However, I've never been in a relationship where I felt myself reflected back in any way, or I never, I've never felt like, Mm. I learned more. I never felt like I learned more about myself or that person taught a ton about me. And I know that's not because that is not possible, but I learn more about myself and my job every day. To me, as Tommy said, a job is interiority and a job is figuring myself out. And that's why I go to my job first. Not necessarily because I think it's like the best route, but I do feel like I don't have my shit on yet i haven't figured myself out and my job helps me figure but myself out i i have two things to say the first fran is that i think that we butt heads a lot and oh my god and I, and I will say that there's one thing that i i actually look to you for and really respect you for and that's your ability to sort of construct a life on your own and to really hmm. not be looking for someone else to save you i'm always looking for someone else to save me and you're not, and you i think your primary focus is how can i make myself and my life better but I do wonder about the way in which you're conflating your job and yourself. Like, is your entire self this thing you do for money, or is a job a thing we do for money? Is it? What do we do? We mean well, but, really when we when question. we say work, do we mean what we do for money, or do we mean our 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 work in the world? Do we mean what yeah. like what we're trying to create and how that could potentially change the world? Do we mean power? Or do we mean creative output? Or do we mean capital? Yeah, I think th- I think that that's a really important. This is Dennis, by the way. Just dis- thank you. I will never remember to do that. Yeah, me neither. Um, 
that I think that's a really important distinction, though, too. And I was really interested in the way that Fran was talking about job versus career, because I know that when I think about this question for me, I it's funny. Um, like, I realized I wanted to be a writer right after I graduated from college. And prior to that, I had other ideas about, like, my career path that didn't necessarily include um, being an artist. Like, for a long time, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I thought I wanted to be a teacher at one point. And it's interesting because I think if I had chosen one of those paths, I think I would be so much more focused on finding and maintaining a relationship than I am. And I think I would feel like I needed it to complete me. But one thing that's interesting is that for me, I found that thinking of myself as a writer and thinking of myself as an artist is a part of my identity. And I think that there's, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like for me, that work, because it, it requires so much of myself internally, require, it, it's, it requires um, it requires a certain connection to my identity. And so because of that, I sort of, um, the first thing is that as soon as I started thinking about it seriously, I started thinking about whether or not I might have room in my life to like um, be in a serious relationship, maybe one day a marriage, because I had always thought I would want something like that. You mean when you started thinking about like being an artist seriously? Yeah. Like when I was like, this is what I, like the language that I used when I realized that I wanted to be a writer, it was right after I graduated college. I spent the summer applying to like very basic jobs and and I wrote a short story over the course of a summer and it was awful but I said I love this and this is the language that I used was this is what I want to orient my life around this mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. this is what's going mm-hmm. to influence all my choices mm-hmm. and so taking like I never thought about being a lawyer like as a what source, I would yeah, do that That's with. such a source of solace. It gives you something to, like, anchor your... It gives you traction. It gives you traction. And the other thing I'll say... So, like, my older siblings are actually all artists, too. And... Um, or, or have been at different points in their lives. They're not all necessarily right now. But my oldest sister um, has... She's, like, in her late 40s. And she has not married. She's not been in a serious relationship. Like, I have watched people go from sort of like young adulthood, like early 20s into sort of middle life and be perpetually single. And so I've always known that like, I can't necessarily control how that's going to turn out for me. And part of my thinking Mm -hmm. was I want to make sure that I feel like my life has meaning and value Mm -hmm. and that I'm really happy and satisfied with it, even if I don't find that in a man, Mm -hmm. even if I don't find that kind of relationship, because I may not, because like a lot of people don't. And part of that was also something that motivated me to think about what I wanted to do in my life that felt extraordinary. And to me, being an author, like writing books and publishing books feels extraordinary. And also having models of relationships that aren't necessarily um, binary, that isn't just like two people. Like I just think of somebody Mm -hmm. like June Jordan who just had like, had a ton of, of romantic par- like never really settled down with somebody mm-hmm. and like had a ton of romantic partners or whatever like I yeah. when I look at June I'm like I could see myself having that like yeah, a, like a, like a lot of like like short but bright bursts of like yeah. relationships mm-hmm. or something oh, same. that's yeah. my ideal that, yeah and yeah similarly done it I mean like uh, uh, let me just disclaim like everything I say in this episode right now like I me Fran am crazy so like I everything that I say is like within the context of my own life and it's like not okay for like everyone else to like pursue but like. I've never fallen in love with anybody the way I've fallen in love with my job and the way I've fallen in love with like the things that I want to put out into the world and the yeah. things that I want to write and the I things that, that I want to everybody convene. can you can like we go down the line Fran Joe Dennis and and me Teebs have you fallen in love with a person no I mean everyone I've gotten really close everyone knows that I have over and over again like yes I mean your Twitter yeah <laughs> um, no I've gotten really really close um I might be close right now. Oh my god! It's kind of shitty, oh. but that's that's another from that butt story. plug you are on right now. <laughs> L- listen, I don't know if you guys knew, but Parker and I are engaged. The, oh my god. The, it's, what? No, it's the giant John. Everybody, <laughs> Teebs, have you Teebs, have you I been in love? To, I said it to somebody one time, and I realized that I didn't actually mean it. I was just yeah. in a very vulnerable place. I said it before too. Can, yeah. Can I say? Yeah. I mean, I want to say say it that. This conversation is really hard for me, uh, and me I've um, because my last relationship essentially. Um, this is what in my ex partner would probably tell it differently, but this is the conflict that I think broke up the relationship. Where I'm at a point in my life, and I've been at a point in my life for several years, that I would never give up a relationship or a career one for the other. But it's a motherfucking compromise. All of life is about like how do I. F- foster this relationship that's so precious and how do I foster this career that's so precious and I would never make a destructive choice for one over the other 
And so it's like the way that my last relationship ended is that my ex took a job across an ocean for well over a year. Um, and then sort of uh, I was carrying a lot of resentment about that uh, and then sort of broke up with me because I wasn't supportive enough of, of his choice to follow his career. And so I really see this notion of being driven. He was a creative person in a creative field that's very competitive. So I see this sort of notion of like myopic career, like this is my one opportunity. This is my one, like I will burn the earth down to make this creative work as something that is really destructive to other things in your life that are also beautiful. Can we go on a little thought exercise? Yeah. 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 Not ready. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Don Draper this shit. Please close your eyes. <laughs> Wait, I have just started watching Mad Men, by the way, like in of the last course. week. Of course, Dennis. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh that show that came out like seven years ago. I think it was 10 I think it was 10 years ago. I was in college when it came out. Yeah, I know. I know. Teebs. Okay, close your eyes for me. Now, imagine dating somebody for six months. Mm. You feel yourself slipping into love. This is unprecedented and lord mm, knows not. lord knows no one is perfect i don't need you interrupting just yet lord knows nobody's perfect but when you're together it's like time is nothing right uh-huh. you could talk for hours and it feels like minutes and you get a charge just being around them they're smart and funny and hot and like the sex is bonkers like i'm talking about the neighbors have complained about the noise And he gets a job in Omaha, Nebraska. He also happens to be head over heels. And he asks you to go with him. Now, your career, such as as it is now, is very New York-centric. Though, with regard to your art or whatever, you could conceivably do it anywhere. And let's say he makes enough to take care of you. Would you go with him? No. No. And do you and do you know why? Quite honestly, this podcast. Oh, like I wouldn't leave this. Um, I would not go. I would not go. What if it was a year long? For a year, I would go. I. I this is Joe. Um, and it's, the surprising thing is, no, I would not go, and I would not go because my queer family is more important than romantic love to me, mm. and my queer family is. It, it could be in LA, it could be in New York, but it is not in Omaha, Nebraska. And I'm not the type of person I'm very I love relationships, but a relationship is not enough. I need my queer family. So no, I wouldn't go. Can you imagine a time in your life when you would have done that? Six years ago. Yes. No, I'm the other way around. I'm more willing now as I grow older, I'm more willing to go for people. Mm. I've just already had men derail my life. Same. For, I moved, to, no, I moved wow. to San Francisco when I was 23 years old because yeah. I thought I was going to be with somebody. And Teams it lasted of, like, uh, yeah. I know. Why do you think I went to school in Indiana? I mean, that is I the craziest yeah. boy there. That is true. That is the craziest thing. Actually, the worst state in this country. I moved there. <laughs> I moved there. It gave us the, Mike Pence. The, men, the man that I thought well, I was Well, it did give us Mike Oh, my God. Like, like we... Well, no, I have not done that, but I would have when I was 23 or like Felicity, that shit. Like, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's that I might have done that when I was younger. I was was very headstrong and I was like, no, I actually broke up with my first girlfriend because we we weren't in the same city and neither of us would have would have gone to, to a city for each other. We both had big, big dreams at that at that point at 23. Mm. Here's I was gonna say teams again, doing that thing at 23. Um. I, you have to understand that like from 15 to maybe 29, all I did was chase boys. That's all I did. I didn't like, I didn't really write that much. Like I had an art collective, like, you know, I still was working jobs and stuff like that. Like I was still trying to make it happen, like very small as a writer, but like mostly I was just in the pursuit of men and I didn't have relationships last that long, but it was like a series of like one after the other, after the other, after the other. Were you writing then? No, not really. No, so did, did, I mean, I, I, I wrote every now and then, but I wasn't writing the way that I write today, which did, is every day. Did chasing yeah. the poem replace chasing the man? One, what happened was I, I, I dated a, a guy in 2013. It didn't work out. And it was just like I had reached, the, the, I had reached a burnout. Yeah, and I remember sitting. Oh I remember sitting the on the way. The boy burnout. Oh, I remember sitting, so real. sitting yeah. on the East River and looking into the water and just being like, I don't think I have it in me anymore to like. To like do this. But then I was like, you know, no, no, no. You know what it is? You just, I took a break for a year. I didn't date anybody. I didn't have sex. 
And I just oh. wrote that whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's so that's real. how I developed my first chapbook app, Absent Minder, um, which you could have downloaded on iTunes like many, many years ago. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> on my iPad. And and after that, like I started writing what became my first book and then my second book and then my third book. So I absolutely needed to take that year off wow. to like figure out because at that time, but, here's what it was though. Like I remember at, uh, sitting on that water and being like, Teebs, what's your favorite color? Wow. I couldn't answer mm. that question because my favorite color was whatever color that boy liked. Yep. Wow. What was my favorite movie? I didn't know. It was whatever movie that boy liked. What was my wow. favorite book? Who was my favorite singer? What was my favorite actor, actress? What was like, what was my favorite thing to do in the world? It was wow. always what the other person wanted to do. You are blowing my motherfucking mind right now because I, I absolutely associate with you, associate you with the exact opposite of that behavior. Okay, I, I, did, I did all that stuff before, that dithering in my 20s, 15 to 29, and, and I did this thing where I, honest self-investigation, sitting in front of myself, in front of a mirror, you know, I, I essentially was like on the Titanic drawing myself naked with like a, a diamond necklace. <laughs> <laughs> you've ever uttered. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and now it's kind of like, all right, I think I might be ready to, to wow. try the intimacy Jeez, thing. Wow. Yeah. Good to see you. That, see, I'm, I'm 10 years behind you, um, but I am, <laughs> I am... But not 10 years younger. But I'm just entering that, you guys. Like, no, anyone, who it, listen, anyone who listens to this podcast or follows me on social media knows that of April this year, the day before my birthday, I had a routine meeting with my palm reader who told me that I would not be in a relationship until I was 30. And I, she, right before she said that, she looked up at me as like, and she was kind of like, uh, and she was like, she told me, you're not going to be a relationship until you're 30, not a serious one. And then she was like, I'm sorry. Mm. And I looked at her and I was like, I feel really relieved. Mm. And I know it sounds like funny, like I'm saying it for the, the, the punchline, but I'm being really serious. And this has been Sure, the worst year of my life, but it has also been one of the most revitalizing aspects, of, uh, uh, moments of my interiority. And that you're I, doing so, escape the room, but it's just you now. I'm doing oh. an escape. <laughs> <laughs> you. That's exactly where I'm at. And I, I, every every man that has come into my life since April feels like a distraction. Mm. They feel like something that is moving me away from me. And I, in the words of Eartha Kitt, I right now want to fall in love with myself. Mm-hmm. And if someone wants to pursue a relationship with me, they have to share me with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where I I'm at. I fucking love that. That's where I'm at. Ooh, you wait a long time for me. Oh, I got that feeling like I'm full, but I could fit one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows how I'm feeling. Mm. So for our dessert this week, uh, Joe is going to tell you what we're up to. Yeah, uh, this week is something that we all have been so shocked and pleasantly surprised by. Our dessert this week, our fans, you guys. you guys? You listeners. So Food for Thought is about community. First, it's about the community we made with each other before we even made the show. Then it's about the fact that we love each other so deeply, even through all the drama and stress of making the show. Then it's about sharing that community with the worldwide legion of thoughts. I could not have anticipated the amazing community that's found us, loved us, helped us grow, and echoed our own thoughts back at us. And just to start it off, I have like two examples. Um, I got DM'd a few months ago by um, a lesbian scientist, Inara, uh, in Scotland. We love, you, Inara. We love her so much. And she and I have become close friends just by messaging because there aren't that many like queer, radical scientists who go through the world reading, doing science, like dealing with all the emotional shit of being in academia. I love you so much. Saved my life this year. And then just as a funny example, I was getting a new phone this weekend. And I was at the Apple store. I was sitting there. I was so dumb. I'm horrible at technology. And this boy comes up to me who works there. And he's like, hi, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm going to take care of you because they told me you don't know what you're talking about and you need help getting a phone. <laughs> and he spent, Justin, he spent like an hour getting me all motherfucking hooked up. And he was like, hey, so as a professional thought, I have a piece of advice that I need to ask you. If a boy has a ring back and it's Vivaldi, is that a deal breaker? And I was like, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Our fans are incredible. We love you. We love the support. Yes. Ugh. 
It keeps me going. It keeps us yeah. going. Um, I We get a lot of DMs from you guys. We get a lot of tweets from you guys. We see people who follow us on Twitter become friends oh on God. the internet, on yeah. Twitter, because you both listen to our podcast, and then you become Twitter friends. That is so beautiful. Um, but something that's also really life-giving are the, the series of emails and things that we get that, that don't ask anything of us. They just say, we love you guys. So here's one. Hi, guys. I just wanted to send you a quick message to express my absolute love for your podcast. I've just finished listening to the episode about escape, and I related so much to many issues brought up from each one of you. I, lived in, I live in the United Kingdom, and I recently moved back to my hometown after living in London for over a year. London is my version of New York City, and like for you, it was a means of escape, but due to a really awful breakup and my ever-debilitating mental illness, I had to move home and be with my parents. I don't have any friends here. I live in a tiny little town outside of a tiny little city, but listening to you all makes me feel like I'm part of a friendship group, which at the moment I don't have. It's very hard to find queer acquaintances here, so I'm really fucking thankful that you started this podcast because it helps me feel a little less alone. Big love to you, beautiful diamonds. You've got a long life listener here. XO. Um, Here's one. Uh, It's actually, this one is to my personal DMs. (laughs) <laughs> this is Fran <laughs> this year I was introduced to both Hello Mister and Food for Thought I wanted to reach out and express my gratitude for what you guys do coming from a gay man raised in a toxic conservative environment in Florida has forced me to look for constant sources of LGBT inspiration thank you for being vocal LGBT media artists it means a lot to us small town gays who have a difficult time finding light in their communities Maybe your work makes the world larger and brighter beyond the dark closets me and so many other young people experienced for many years. Thank you. I'm growing twice I in know. this show. Uh, here's uh, one of my favorites. I remain unaffected. Teebs <laughs> <laughs> is crying, everybody. Teebs is motherfucking crying. Um, I want to thank you for what you and your Food for Thought crew are doing. I'm currently serving overseas in the U.S. Navy in Crete, Greece. Aside from myself, I know only one other openly gay person. It gets lonely not having any gay friends to just be my true self with while, while drinking wine and having a kiki. You guys have allowed me to reconnect with the gay community I have left back stateside. You've made, me being, you've made being stationed here a little less lonely and more bearable. Thank you, truly. That's so sweet. That's amazing. <gasps> Dennis, do you, have any, do you have any thoughts about the fans? I, I do. The thing that I really wanted to say in this segment is that I have a younger cousin who is um, going to be graduating college this um, spring. And he is gay and black and our, our my family is really religious for the most part. And so he's very religious. Now, I've obviously known him like my whole life, but I, re- I have this memory of... Um, being kind of mean to him this one time when I was in high school and he was like kind of a little kid and he just wanted to keep talking to me and I was just like a bitchy 16 year old and I just was like kind of rude to him and I've never forgotten it because I felt like it was so awful but um he texted me I'm a monster <laughs> he he texted me a few literally a few days ago because he's like I just listened to all of Food for Thought no! and I have to tell you how much this means that's so to sweet me. that's Everything, so sweet Everything about he's he's he is in he's a musical theater major. He's going to move oh to the God. city soon. He um, was telling me about how much our conversations about being in the city have meant for him. How much our conversations about being queer POC have meant for him. How much our conversations about coming from contexts that weren't initially um, supportive of our identities and our sexuality or our ambitions mm-hmm. have meant to him. And um, I mean, I've had the DM sliders and I've had different things, but. This this is my little cousin. Like I remember before yeah. he was born. Like he's literally blood, and so to get that, absolutely. Like he texted me while I was in my office, and I like broke down crying, and I was like, "This this is like what I." I got to a be cousin doing. who listens too, and it's just like, man. Hey Tommy, this is Tommy. Uh, hey Tommy, this is Tommy. That's the most Tommy thing I've ever said. Uh, that's just a poem. That's going to be in your next book. <laughs> hey, Tommy, this is Tommy. I remain in denial that we have fans at all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a DM from a professor in rural Indiana who was like, I have just um, divorced my wife of like 50 years. <gasps> Does he oh remember God. you? Yeah. And he was like, I am newly openly gay. 
And wow. I really love your podcast. Wow. So, wow. Oh, uh, love you guys. Love you. Cheers love to cheers. that. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our partnership with Into, a digital magazine for the modern queer world. What are you into? Head to Into More each week for a light and loafer's love letter from the thoughts. Our engineer is Alex Mead Fox at Spaceman Sound Studios, and our producer is the simply irresistible Alexandra De Palma. <laughs> I'm Tommy Pico. You can't find me on the internet no more, but you can find me in a bookstore. I'm Fran. Um, you can find me at Fran Squish Co. on all social media you want. I'm Joseph Osmondson. I have a motherfucking book out. Woo. You can find all the information about it on Amazon, on my publisher's website, or on my website at www.josephosmondson.com. And I am Dennis Norris II, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-D-E-N. You can listen to Food for Thought on Apple Podcasts <laughs> or wherever you download golden audio goodness. Yes, Subscribe, rate, and review us five stars on iTunes, and Mama may have some treats for you. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Food for Thought Pod, and on Instagram at Gay Sluts Who Read. Yes. Sign up for our <laughs> newsletter for episode insights, reading lists, and extra delectable content at foodforthoughtpodcast.com and finally send your questions thoughts concerns and tickets to swan lake to thoughts at (laughs) i'm still waiting i've never seen it (laughs) don't tell me that send them to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com as always that's food the number four and thought spelled how t-h-o-t see you next week Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 